This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hello. Hi. Hi, listeners. How are you doing? This, this is so different, you're Mark. You're not the listeners. I'm talking to the listeners Oh, right well, now. you're right, but I'm also listening to you as you do this intro. Hello, you eating that bagel. Don't call out what I eat. I'm not talking to you. Uh, I'm talking God. to the viewer, listeners. The one he is, whatever, that's all ruined anyway now. Uh, Will, start it over again. Loop it back. Hi. Hello. Uh, we'll loop it back. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Go, my favorite sports team, the one and only sports podcast in the world. We have officially defeated all the other ones in Mortal Kombat. They have been expunged from the universe and we are uh, standing supreme as the premier sports podcast in the world. Uh, my name is Mark, also known as Markiplier. I'm joined by one Tyler the Shide. Yeah, that's me. I am Tyler Shide. I'm here on this podcast. Hello, listeners. I don't know what to say. I don't want to say that I have a master's degree. I know sports, all that. They already know that. It could be someone's first time listening. You got to you gotta do right. this right. Well, my name's Tyler Scheid. I have a master's degree in sport administration. I know sport. I played sport. I'd studied sport for years and years of my life. Mm -hmm. So... No, I didn't. I actually, I've been studying sports for an hour a week <laughs> Wait. for the last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an hour a week. I've been doing my uh, uh, my weekly class. I'm like taking night classes in sports. At this rate, I'll graduate somewhere in the year 2042. But Wait, does that mean I'm a professor? I mean, kind of. You're teaching me and everyone listening, so. Oh, sick. I don't think you can legally call yourself that, but. Probably not. Yeah. Especially when you know nothing about sports, according to these people on the internet. Well, they're they're wrong. It's Jacuz time, and they might be right about some of these things. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I read Jacuz's from the subreddit. There's a flair you can add to your post if you want to uh, accuse Tyler, and mostly Tyler, of things that he doesn't really know. I play the side of ignorance all the time, so I wouldn't know the answer anyway, so anything coming out of my mouth would never be the truth in the first place, and no one should assume otherwise. But this person, Athena Muldrow, is accusing you of not knowing anything about snowboarding because the 1981 King of the Mountain snowboarding competition took place at Ski Cooper the Resort. That is the name of the mountain and not a person, which I should have caught a long time ago. Why would someone be named Hold Ski on. Cooper? You were the one that was like, wait, is this a person? And then you got me all confused. Oh, I got you confused. Why yes. would I get you confused? Well, all right. So when I, when I did my research, the way they worded Ski Cooper uh -huh. was as if it was a person. Uh -huh. It was yeah. like they personified this resort in the article. Uh -huh. So therefore, I had it like, and it was capitalized, which you do for resorts like people. And so when Mark was like, wait, is this a person? I started reading through my notes and it was like written like it was a person. So what's even funnier about this post is they provided a picture as oh, yeah. proof. But the picture, <laughs> tell me, you think this picture is a person? <laughs> you think that's a person? Literally. I mean, it's literally a person. The picture provided has someone snowboarding centered in there. I might think that that is Ski Cooper. The yeah. Ski Cooper. That's very clearly a person. Person. There's not even like a 
mountain. There's no lifts. It just looks like flat snow <laughs> trees and a yeah. person dead center. It's not any way identifiable of a specific skiing place, because if you guys are picturing in your mind what a ski resort looks like, you know, snow, mountain, trees, that's this picture. The <laughs> only difference is that there's a person in here. The Ski Cooper. No, but when I picture it, I picture you're looking up at the mountain. You see the ski lifts. You see the multiple trails that you can go down. Yeah, this is literally just a person on, like, flat snow. Yeah, it doesn't even have, like, a ski lift or anything. It reminds me of, like, uh, there's this character called Sly Marbo in the Warhammer 40k universe. This is supposed to be some kind of Rambo influence, but Sly Marbo is like an enigma that'll kill you dead in the deepest shadows of night, destroy all the enemies of the Imperium, crush their bones, eat their skulls, drink their blood. So that's uh -huh. Ski Cooper, but with snowboarding. Ski Cooper is really the Yeti on the mountain. <laughs> You might be right about that one. Anyway, so that was the first accuse. The second comes from Boomer Patrol 375. Wow, even though he's German, I can't believe Tyler can't pronounce, please, dear God, pronounce this word. <laughs> Hold on, you're accusing me. You need to pronounce it. What do you mean? I'm not. I'm channeling the the spirits of the damned. <laughs> Hold on, let me see this. Gersh per Kalarkin. <laughs> yeah, from those southern Germans. Those southern German, you I, know. I believe it's Garmisch Partenkirchen. Garmisch like. Partenkirchen. I don't. What are we saying? I don't. I, we know, don't even know. They might be even. Uh, we gotta look. Yeah, this up. I gotta look this up. Okay, Gar Garmisch Partenkirchen. Uh, no local dictionaries. Uh, give me. Give me. I don't want to download a German one. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> do that. And I just gotta. Okay, Garmisch Partenkirchen. Hang on. Let me actually get a Google. Let me get Google to say this word for me. And volume up. Garmisch-Partenkirchen. You weren't far off. I wasn't a Garmisch-Partenkirchen. Kirchen. Something like that. It doesn't have any Garmisch-Partenkirchen. <laughs> Garmisch-Partenkirchen. Wow, nice try there, Siri, or whoever that was. Um, But apparently, it is a... Oh, I just had it up. It's a town in Germany. No, no, I had a better up. Oh, you had a better up? Yeah, I had a better up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, yeah. So, Garmisch Partenkirchen. Ooh, there's another pronunciation. Garmisch Partenkirchen. That sounds authentic. It does, but the, all three of those were different. Yeah, but that was probably a German guy. Anyway, it's it's nicknamed Gapa. Gapa? Yeah, ga, ga, or Gerpech. <laughs> I don't know. Gerpech. Gerpech. It's an alpine ski town in Bavaria, southern Germany. Oh. Mm. It was apparently read in the curling primer at some point. I don't have my notes when in front of me. When would you have done that? I mean, it probably had something to do with one of the the areas of uh, where curling first, like... Will, please play back when Tyler tried to say this the first time. <laughs> and compare it to the time that he just did it now. Curling continued to be featured as a demonstration sport until, which appeared in four more Olympics, 1936, at the Garmisch Partekirchen Games. Anyway, because you're French, you have an excuse there. You're not actually German. So this one, uh, I, I imagine that this was a horrendous uh, mistake that you made. Tyler, you said... Lake Placid, Michigan, oh, yeah. I, not New York. Listen, geography is not my strong suit. There's technically a little Lake Placid in Michigan that I've actually been to. Uh -huh. And the thing is, New York is next to Michigan, but this Lake Placid is not close to Michigan. No, there's Pennsylvania in between. New York's not next to Michigan. <laughs> Wow, geography, geography really is isn't not your my strong, strong suit. <laughs> if I can see it on a map, I can do it. But There's in my head, I can't visualize it. a lake in the it. way. <laughs> you right. You right. Yeah. That's Lake Plus. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do believe that's Lake Erie. Yes, that way. was a joke. Entire, I do know okay, that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't know that part. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I, I, I can't believe it. How dare you? Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is my fault. You know, I look at a map and I think I'm looking at uh, Mars. That's a bigger problem that I, how, what? What? How would you look at a map and think that it's Mars? They're different colors. Well, the state lines don't, when you, you walk into another. Mars. Maybe. 
Right, that's another question. <laughs> anyway, so this other one. Oh, that was, uh, by the way, uh, Taunt71 said that one. The last oh, one. Oh, he's just taunting me. Well, yeah, whatever. Uh, this is Soccer Close 1 2. Uh, curling primer. The hammer does not alternate between ends, it switches depending on which team scores during the end. Yeah, the team I... that scores does not take hammer in the next end, while the team that did not score takes the hammer in the next. I sat through the whole curling primer. I have no idea what they're talking about. Ex this is why I said it the way that I did, is uh -huh. I didn't want to confuse you. I but, was confused anyway. Yeah. That was a base understanding. So so the hammer is the last stone thrown in an end. Sure. So the team that scored before does not get the hammer in the next end, depending on if they had the last throw in that end or not. Usually what ends up happening, and this, this is true in most cases of curling, if you're playing high-end curling against high-end competition, mm -hmm. the team that has the last stone throw scores points in that end more often than not, so it pretty much just switches and alternates. I tuned you out again. Not That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> the, the, these these jacuzzis are getting much more specific. I, I feel like the 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 good jacuzzis are coming up, but then I have less fun because I don't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh my God, like, you thought the hammer switched ends, you idiot. <laughs> It doesn't switch automatically. It switches depending on who scored. Uh, I've still not listened to you. Anyway, <laughs> there's a big announcement that happened that'll probably be out of date by the time people listen to this, but it's outside of the jacuzzi. Jacuzzis are over. You can eradicate all the ghosts from your body. Yeah, exactly. I'll purge them out. But one of ghosts that we can never eradicate is the ghost of Tom Brady. Oh, God, no. Because Tom Brady, the goat of American football, no. has hung it up. You can rest easy, Tyler. We'll see how long this lasts. He retired again, quote, retiring for good this time, end quote. Listen, we'll see what happens when he gets the itch to play again, when the season starts cooping up, when everything starts kicking up again. I think it's really just because he lost to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that's... Why would that matter? Because the Cowboys suck. Do they? I mean, they're halfway decent, but for whatever reason, that's that's a common thread. That, that's a meme online. It's like Has he Cowboys. never lost to the Dallas Cowboys before? I think this is the first time he's lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Let me oh, see. All right, then. Yeah, he was 7-0 and until recently. Ah, uh, I see. Um, How old is he? How old is Tom Brady? Tom Brady is 45. 45. That's pretty up there for football. Yeah. The only people that generally get into that age range at times are kickers. Mm -hmm. He's the oldest quarterback to ever play the game. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure. But yeah, he's had a long, long career. Mm -hmm. Long Brady. It's still long Brady. <laughs> long Brady. He's thinking about his fantasies in his private no! time. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like old Long Johnson from the South Park. Oh, Long Brady. Oh, Long Brady. Five oldest quarterbacks to start a game in NFL history. Tom Brady is the oldest. Oldest. At 45. Wow. Uh, the next closest would be Steve DeBerg. Steve DeBerg. Yep. I have no idea who that is. Thus ends the news and the jacuzzi section. Now we go on to the meat of the matter. I'll hand it off to Tyler to give me whatever the premise is for this episode here. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Intuit, the technology platform that brings financial confidence with products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. You might have learned the recorder in school, but probably not how to navigate the financial world. Luckily, Intuit's on a mission to help with the free Intuit for Education program. It provides students with the lessons to learn essential skills, like how to build credit, file taxes, and budget. Check out their free resources at intuit.com slash education. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Today is your Valentine's Day special, listeners. 
Why are you going to say it like that? Why are you going to talk like that? You don't have to do that. <laughs> but I do. Is it the French in you coming out? <laughs> 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 All right, go on. Mark. I'm seduced. In the last three recent episodes that we have recorded, you've been infatuated with my dating life. <laughs> So, That's not where I thought this was going. <laughs> I thought the last three episodes, yeah, we've been recording them naked. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh huh. Before we kick into this, let's uh, talk about yours. <laughs> my dating life. Hold on. Not talking current. Okay. All right. Because fair. that's too simple. Sure. All right. But you've allegedly dated. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your dating history. My dating history. You know, have you won or lost in love before? <laughs> wow, you're bringing sports into my and I'm guessing your love life. Okay. All right, then. Uh, first official date was when I was in freshman year of high school. First date date. We're talking dates, just like dates. Yeah. Uh, we went to Kings Island, and it was super awkward because she had intense motion sickness, so oh. literally couldn't do anything there. Um, <laughs> you just went around and like, I'm going to win you that stuffed animal. Yeah, basically, we went to the uh, SpongeBob movable 4D theater thing. Oh, God. Uh, the one, you know, 3D glasses and all that nonsense in the movie. It's like chairs. one of those Star Tours things. That was even worse than a roller coaster yeah. for her. Uh, so she was ended up being horrendously sick. And then we went to go get ice cream, which is not the kind of food you want to put in your stomach <laughs> right after being nauseous. So we never went on another date again. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was just the most incredibly awkward thing possible. It's also that weird thing where, you know, neither of us uh, can drive. Yeah. So we have our parents drive us to King of All right, have fun. We'll pick you up. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so that was my first experience dating. Hold on, hold on. I have to ask, though. What? Did you ride in the same car or did you both get dropped off separately? Because I just imagine your mom swinging by with you in the car, picking her up. And that is how it went. Yeah, why is that weird? Why is that weirder? Why is that weirder? That's weirder. No, it's not. It's all weird. <laughs> yeah, that's weirder. Yes. And so, yeah, it was weird. I'm not. No part of it was nice. I get it. And it's all my fault. So in that instance, you lost. Yes, I lost. <laughs> I don't think I had a single date in the high school area that I won at. <laughs> I was the most socially awkward person possible through that entire experience. I could, I could, like, I had a girlfriend in high school. No date of ours would I consider great because as I talked on Distractable, it was just like, which way on the highway do you want to go? <laughs> Left or right? I just drove around. I didn't even understand the concept. If you go out to a dinner, I don't know, you go, you go like, a movie was the only thing that I could think of. That saved me because at least you sit in silence. <laughs> I don't open my big fat mouth and just jabber on about the nothing that was going on in my life. You could have talked about World of Warcraft. <laughs> no, I couldn't. How could I have? What, what are you talking about? Well, actually, Lisa, I would have had something to talk about as opposed to the absolute no Like, my entire existence at that point, I had no opinions. I had no idea of what was going on in the greater world. All I knew was video games and World of Warcraft, and maybe I like girls. <laughs> And that was about all that was going on. That that adds up to a very uninteresting person. So uh, my dating experience there was lost, lost, just big losing streak. <laughs> lose, right. lose, lose. All right. Well, if you've guessed by this premise that we've set up, uh -huh, okay. this episode is, is dating a sport? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> this is your Valentine's Day special episode of Go My Favorite Sports Team. Oh man, people on the summer are gonna have a field day about this one. Man, love is a battlefield. That is that yeah. is a saying. Um, but I don't think it should involve physical full contact. But then again, we said sports doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, did we? I don't even remember what we did. <laughs> what was the definition of sport? <laughs> Have, uh, a sporting, competitive? have a sporting chance. Sporting I don't chance. think d dating has sporting chance for everybody. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on, I disagree with this. <laughs> but 
much like every other primer. We're going to the history. <laughs> Act one. The history of dating. This is a primer? <laughs> dating <laughs> primer? Do you have the authority to do a dating primer? Are you are you really? Don't question my authority. Do you have a master's degree? Do you, do you get a minor in lovemaking? Is that what you do? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'm ready. I want to learn. Let me get my pad and pencil. All right. Yeah, I'm taking notes. <laughs> if dating is a sport, uh huh, it's one of the oldest ones to have ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> as humans have been coupling up as long as we've existed. <laughs> You're right. He's right about that. <laughs> there is often at least some element of competition when choosing a partner. Okay, yes. <laughs> and uh -huh. throughout history, people have participated in physical competitions, uh -huh. offered money. <laughs> That Life makes a sport. Stuff. Yeah, okay. Lands uh -huh. to secure a bride or uh, groom. Yeah, yes, yes. Really getting to the meat of the human existence here. <laughs> so archaeological data suggests that domestication of farm animals was sped up in some regions by human horniness. <laughs> I don't want to hear anymore about how farm animals and human horniness no, 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 are no. intertwined. It was the domestication. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it had to do with the fact that domesticated animals were offered as a bride price to marry somebody. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see where you were getting where your head was. You didn't guide me anywhere. You said domesticating animals and human horniness in the same sentence with confidence. Other regions that didn't exchange cattle or livestock often took much longer to domesticate animals. So if they did, weren't exchanging goats for their hands in marriage, they did not domesticate animals as quickly as is it, other Is it because reasons. suddenly you get married and you're like, well, I don't, didn't want a goat. Ah, I guess I got to whip it into shape. <laughs> is that, I no. don't see the correlation here. No, it was people um, domesticated goats so then they could be like, I'm going to give you six goats for her hand in marriage. Yeah, I know that, but that how does that make the goats behave better? They just sought out to domesticate them because it was a bargaining chip for oh, the better so brides. Oh, so this guy wants that lady, and so he wrestles six goats <laughs> into the ground. Come on here. You're going to be a great present. No biting. Yep. Oh, uh, Yep, that's, he says that's, with confidence. That's how it works. It's truth. You heard it here. <laughs> Everything you can accuse him if you you are a a human historian with a degree and you disagree with anything Tyler says you can put a different accuse on the subreddit. There you go. Uh, That's how it works. All right. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Also in ancient history, Greek historian Herodotus wrote about a particularly wild You're gonna competition. You're going to get so called out on the pronunciation of that one, and I don't even know what the correct one Herodotus. Is. Yeah, it's that's correct. I don't know if that's correct. It's Her correct. Herodotus. H-E-R-O-D-O-T-U-S. I'm going to pronounce it. I'm accusing. Herod. Hang on, hold on. Herodotus. Yeah. Herodotus. <laughs> Herodotus. All right. <laughs> I don't know if that's great. Wait, 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 wait. Here's a different one. What do you call Victoria? <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> Why am I getting crazy? Anyway, he wrote about a competition for a woman's hand in marriage. Okay. And it was in 6th century Sishion. Sishion. <laughs> I shouldn't have called you out on the name. Just keep going. Just plow through Sishion, it. Greece. The tyrant Clistothel. <laughs> of Sishion. <laughs> trial of suitors for his daughter. 
Agaristi. Oh, no. <laughs> and in marriage, the 12 suitors showed off their athletic prowess, oh, social uh, skills, <laughs> manliness, and education. Oh, Agaristi. Being judged for an entire year. Oh, man, Agaristi. I'll, I'll dedicate this year to you. At the wedding feast at the end of the year-long competition, the man who, who was about to win, Hippocleides. <laughs> No. Hippocletes. Hippocletes. That's how it's pronounced. Hippocletes. <laughs> um, celebrated his victory too hard, drunkenly dancing on the table and likely flashing his junk when he did a headstand. Right. His drunken behavior lost him her hand and she went a different suitor. No, why? It seems. Magocles. <laughs> instead. You gotta stay. This is terrible. Magocles. Magocles. I don't know. With his red hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Meanwhile, in the Middle Ages. Uh-huh. Well, this is jumping. Wow. <laughs> there was so much competition to find a bride that would increase your fortunes and social status that a whole new industry of marriage brokers was created. Wow. People would consult brokers to help them find their best match. Great. Good. So matchmaking began. So, okay. All right. That sounds good. But deception was common that it was nearly impossible to socially advance without lying to find a wealthy, well-connected bride. Is that like the same as what apps are today? You know, but you pay a company back in the Middle Ages some money and they've got a whole dossier and you're like, which one do you like? It's exactly like I guess kind of. There's a correlation. I don't think it's that close, mm -hmm. but sounds about right. I think it was just names. They didn't oh have pictures God. back then. If you're if you have a book of pictures of of eligible ladies and you don't like when you turn to the next page by swiping left. <laughs> the look on his face. <laughs> the look of dismay. <laughs> All right, carry on. In me medieval Venice, the marriage market was so cutthroat competition to secure the most advantageous matches. That's just a normal English word. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say it fancily. You didn't. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, noble women would have large dowries uh -huh. uh, that their entire family would contribute in order to have the best, best possible advantage. <laughs> I'm just going to let you go with it, man. You're doing great. Keep it up. <laughs> I got this graph here. That's you have a graph. Wow. Let me see. Get, make sure all our listeners know. <laughs> it's really a pie. Is it a pie chart? I guess it's a pie chart. Let's it's so easy to know the difference. A pie chart's round. Yes, it's a pie chart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Father of the bride. Uh -huh. Unrelated. 13%. Aunt. Three percent. Is this who makes the matches? This is the donors for the noble girls. Oh God! Male kingman was three percent. What's a kingman? He works for the king. All right. Female kingman. What? <laughs> oh, it's kinsman. That looks like a G. <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, they all contributed to the dowry. Uh huh. Okay. Including their brother. Man, that did not add up to 100, but I, I just want There's more. Father was 26%. Mother was 23%. Okay. Brother was 3 Maternal uh, grandfather was 16%. So everyone chipped in what they could, basically. Yeah. But the parents were expected the most. Somehow they have this diagram from 1370 to 1389 of who donated to dowries. That's incredible, actually. Yeah. Hmm. And then you get into Regency. Have you seen the show Bridgerton? No, I have not. Okay, so a lot of people, you would think that cutthroat courtship sessions depicted were exaggerated for TV on oh, the show. Okay. It was actually turned down a bit because there were actual brutal battles, bloody battles, fights, betrayals, and strategy to secure the most advantageous match. Okay. And so Bridgerton is a depiction in a sense of what it actually was during Regency courtship. Okay. So you needed to train and uh, practice several complicated dances. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. A lot of times the dances were very demanding physically, uh -huh. and you had to do them in restrictive layers of clothing because that was the fashion of that time. Uh-huh, okay. Um, and there were certain rules of engagement. So if you and your crush dance more than two sets, a set is two dances, mm -hmm. or around 30 minutes of time, you would be considered publicly engaged. 
two sets is 30 minutes? Yes. So that's four dances, 30 minutes. Holy crap. Yeah. What are these dances? The long ones. Oh, my God. I mean, I've seen that movie um, uh, the, with the... the, the He's talking... I mean, Pride and Prejudice. Pride and show. Prejudice. That's what I was looking for. The movie. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they had a movie. It was a movie. Yeah, they danced They're a lot. Twirly. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much ninety percent of that movie was <laughs> dancing, as far as I'm concerned. But okay, so you got to learn your dance moves. But just like in most sports, the ladies and suitors of the ton were only referred to by their last name, mm -hmm. and your love couldn't address you by your first name until you were officially engaged. And even then, first names were only used in private. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. You know, there's people writing about who potentially was matching. It's almost like there were sports casting the dating. So they, they, they're literally, literally people with, I'm assuming they had stopwatches at this time, but they were timing people dancing. And if they were over 30 seconds, they were... Oh, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. It was if they danced... Engaged. If they danced more than four dances. In 30 minutes. Well, it's two full sets, which right, is two right, dances Right, 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 of course. Okay, so... So I don't think they were timing it. It was just the number of dances. Yeah. So the guy's, like, looking up at the clock. It's going, like, 29 oh, and 50 seconds. Oh, like, one ah, second. Ah, <laughs> he's just, ah. he's just, like, trying to yank out. <laughs> and he's, like, <laughs> diving away. <laughs> trying to keep it in bounds. Like, you gotta get two feet in. <laughs> two ah. feet in. Secure the engagement. <laughs> No, he lost it going to the ground. <laughs> I'm just, just chucking this lady through the air. Each one's like, I got it! I got it! Oh, incomplete! <laughs> All right, carry on. So once engaged, there would be massive negotiations between the family, similar to how the NFL does trade negotiations. Similar. Also similar to other things, but... Yeah, no, no. NFL we're, 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 we're going to the <laughs> Now we're in act two. Oh, God. Modern dating. Okay, all right. You remember Valentine's Day at school with candy grams and cards? Yes. Do you remember those kids that had competitions about, I got the most cards. I got 26. And the other one's like, I got 31. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait, who is this? You? Is this you? No. Because I didn't have those competitions. No, it's like the popular kids, you know? The, okay. the ones that were cool. Those bastards. <sighs> they got all the candy grams from everybody. Damn them. But each year in elementary school, it was one of the toughest competitions a kid would face. Why are you yeah? saying it like that? <laughs> it was one of the toughest competitions well, very that kids could face. Okay. Between decorating your box and then receiving Valentine's Day cards or candy hearts and stuff like that, and the candy grams that people did in high school and stuff like that, sure. it was a celebrated event. And you had to decorate your box, and you wanted to get the coolest Valentine's Day card. You wanted to get the most Valentine's Day cards. You wanted to be the one everybody was like, I want you. I've never seen Tyler like this in my life. <laughs> I've known him for many years. I've never seen him behave this way before. So what was the coolest Valentine's Day card that you ever received? I didn't get any. Oh, no. <laughs> you think I got some? <laughs> then imagine one. Oh, I bet it had a big heart on it. <laughs> you open it up, it's got a little candy that says, be mine. Will you be mine? Question mark. And then I ate it. It would have been great if that happened. It would have been wonderful. I think I got one from the teacher out of pity. <laughs> I think everyone got one from the teacher. <laughs> I think mine was like a Ninja Turtles one. I don't even, I don't actually think I got it. <laughs> no, I, don't I don't remember ever getting one. I feel like that would have been a formative memory where I'd be like, oh, wow. No, I, not popular with the ladies, young Mark. <laughs> not popular. <laughs> I was really popular when I was in elementary school, and then it fell fell off. Yeah, when I hit after puberty, it got marginally better. Yeah. That's how hard puberty hit me, is that it took me about eight years to realize that I had any appeal <laughs> at all after puberty before I went like, oh, wow, girls can like me. I can like myself. It, it took a long time. I think I'm still working on that. <laughs> All right, All right, but just like with sports, uh -huh. Valentine's Day was a much more serious game in high school. Schools often offered the option to send a carnation, candygram, telegram to your crush, sometimes both. Receiving as many carnations as possible is how you win mm -hmm. at Valentine's Day, all right? Okay. In 2017, a high school student, Hayden Godfrey, sent a carnation to every single girl in his school, 834 flowers in total. Fucking damn. That man was... I don't, was he losing because he was sending all of them? I don't know. What was the success rate? What is he trying to get back? <laughs> Maybe a date. <laughs> 
I mean, shoot your shot, right? I yeah. guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a shotgun <laughs> mentality. Yeah. I'm just going to see what lands. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. It, it probably worked. The confidence alone is, is good. There. I mean, honestly, I think it was probably, I would imagine he just wanted to do it so that everybody got one mm. and was doing something very nice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't think so. Oh, anyway, okay. I think our school had something similar. It was mostly just candy grams, though. I don't remember any part of it. Yeah, I really, <laughs> truly do not. Anyway, did you ever have an awkward Valentine's Day celebration? <laughs> I know I didn't. <laughs> I, I mean, in high school, or are we talking now? High school. No, because I didn't. Have <laughs> no, it. you snuck out at some point for love. When? When did I, I snuck out? Yeah, in high school, oh, that was right. your story of sneaking God. out for love, leaving the note for your dad. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't Valentine's Day or well, anything okay, like that. Okay, and, and if you listen to the end of that story, it doesn't exactly end with love. <laughs> yeah, so it's tragic. <laughs> it's tragic. Is that what you want? You just want to hear all my tragic stories of loss. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm single. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Yeah. No. Did you ever have to compete against somebody for like somebody's affection? Yeah. Yeah, I did. In that weird way where it was like, what was this fresh? It must have been sophomore year because it was this other girl that I didn't even really like. Uh, I mean, I liked a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to paint it, but it was it was more just like there was another guy that was. I I asked this girl to homecoming because I'm like, oh god, I saw what uh, that sounds so bad. <laughs> no, I, God, how it's fine. It's all good. No. All I'm saying is that I didn't know what I was doing then, and I don't know what I'm doing now. <laughs> Everything's fine. But there was another guy that was interested, and then it was kind of this weird thing where we were both in band, and I, I remember, like, I had already wait, asked her. Wait, is this the time you stole somebody else's No, date? this is different. <laughs> oh. No, this is different. I think this is before that. It was like I had already asked her, and then this other guy wanted to ask her, and then they were hanging out more. And I was all like, ooh, I, I think I'm mad. <laughs> and this other guy uh, said to me, he's like, hey, didn't you ask her to homecoming? I'm like, yeah. I was like, well, she's hanging out with him. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, you, sh you should do something. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm like, what should I do? He's like, I'll go. That's your date. You got to go tell him what's what. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what. I don't know anything of what's what. <laughs> So I think it, I I don't even remember how it went down. I don't even know. You had we, a thumb war. It was very <laughs> intense. Well, I don't even know what happened. I don't know. Did we go to homecoming dinner? I don't even remember anything from sophomore year. Anyway, that would be the uh, only time. It's because you went over there and he just knocked you out and then your brain <laughs> jostling. You can't remember anything. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that would have been the only time, like, competition-wise, I think. Otherwise, like, I've, I've never really been in a chivalrous, like, yes, this is my lady, how dare thou? I've never done any of that. I mean, but you've gone after people that have had other suitors. And so, in a way, you were, even though you weren't, like, directly facing your opponent, there's probably some level of competition. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Because high school would be that kind of battle yeah. battleground for that. Not me, uh, college for probably some other people and rest of life for probably plenty of other people i'm sure but for me yeah like high school probably is like the battleground for it because it's all the same friend groups so like yeah. everyone dates everyone and drama happens because of that and like people go here there everywhere and it's just kind of like that figuring yourself out battleground but everyone stays friends afterwards kind not i have no idea so i've ha definitely had competitions because i had somebody that i was really interested in, in all of high school and for whatever reason I, I just i just kept going i kept i was like i can I can do this. Uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm, we're good. We are friends. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, we're too close friends. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> um, but eventually, like, I had other friends get interested in the same person. And mm -hmm. so there was a level of, like, I need to be better than this person. Mm -hmm. And so there was there was a competitive spirit in my head. But maybe that's because I'm a competitive person. But it's also, like, you're, like, competing to just showcase your best qualities while they're trying to showcase their best qualities mm -hmm. and see who that person decides. Because there's no, like, winning. It ultimately comes down to who that person prefers. Mm -hmm. So there's a level of competition, but is it a competition? And maybe there is a level in which it's like, oh, he won, so I like him better or something like that. But in some people's eyes, I'm sure I can't. some people have that preference. Yeah. Where they're like, man, that guy really showed that guy what's what. Therefore, that's the better choice in the long run. I'm mm -hmm. not saying that's right or wrong. It's up to everyone's personal preferences, but there are definitely people that have that preference. Yeah. I want to date a winner. Well, I remember I feel like I got a date when I graduated college mm -hmm. with this girl who went to college with me. 
because she showed up to the water polo game and saw the last play of the game, which was me winning in sudden death overtime and scoring the last goal. Mm -hmm. And so I had been like trying to talk to her and, and um, get to know her and then ask her out. And literally, I think because I made that game winning shot, she was like, Oh, yeah, I'll go on a date with him. I mean, there's nothing to say the otherwise, so probably, yeah. Maybe. That I was mean, a she terrible did, relationship. She did show... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she did show up when I invited uh, yeah, her. Yeah, I was so. like, she did show up, so it was already kind of, like, agreeable, but okay. No, I, uh, screw her! Yeah, well, in the competitive spirit, she cheated on me, so she found somebody who was better. <laughs> <laughs> This is an episode for Tyler to vent his frustrations. I see it now. I see it now. <laughs> All right, but Tinder, we brought it up earlier with the Tinder. Oh, Tinder, right. <laughs> the ratio of users is 75% male okay. and 25% female in the U.S., so the competition is incredibly fierce for men to be able to catch the eye of the women on the app. Okay. If they're straight and all of that. Mm -hmm. In 2018, New York women had at least 200 men show up to meet her on a first date at Union Square Park. 200? 200 men show up to meet her for a first date. She tricked them into participating in a Hunger's Games style competition to win a chance to go on a date with her. <laughs> the men raced each other, did push-ups, <laughs> told her why they wanted to date her. The stunt turned out to be a social experiment of Imagine course, me. yeah, sure. But it shows just how tough it can be to find a date. Honestly, you might meet your best friend at that. Honestly, I would be okay with that just because it'd be like 200 guys just suddenly impromptu game show that you're on. Yeah. That sounds kind of fun. I'm not opposed to that. Some people would probably walk and be like, oh, I'm just playing with me. This is a liar. I'd be like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, <look>. Sure. <laughs> hey, we seem to have similar interests. I don't know. No, what do exactly. you do? <laughs> that, no, I'm dead serious yeah. because there can only be one. So it's like I wouldn't go into it with any realistic expectations. Like, I'm not going to win this, but hey, you know, I, what was I going to do that afternoon? And that's better than being stood up. By a mile, it's better than being stood up. Honestly, that does sound like a lot of fun. Did she like? Did she preface them to like bring workout clothes or like bring their bow and arrow to be like Katniss Everdeen? <laughs> I'm gonna shoot that one. <laughs> yeah, I hope there were like hay bales and stuff yeah. set up beforehand, like a snack table or something like that. But no, it sounds like a great time. If you just suddenly turn in a Saturday of like a maybe good bad date, you know, maybe get a kiss, maybe get laid to Let's just have uh, the Hunger Games all day long. Like that sounds great. Huh? I'm, I'm super down for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also getting into Tinder, there's a limited number of swipes you get unless you pay for their unlimited service. And so you kind of have to be strategic on who you decide to swipe. Is on. there limited? Yeah. There's a limited number of swipes per day. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. That's so paying for love. Yep. That's paywalling love. Well, lost. You're paywalling more. the use of their app. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but And then there's obviously like everybody's coaching you up on how to have the best photo and best bio and stuff like that. So sure. there's a certain level of studying and skill set that you develop as you're trying to date, similar to how you would train for sport. Mm -hmm. Okay. Speed dating. So you just always got to bring it back to sport. You worm it into one sentence at the end of your big spiel. <laughs> Similar to sport, similar to football, <laughs> similar to how they trade players in the NFL. Like, yeah, yeah, similar, really similar. <laughs> so speed dating uh -huh. <laughs> takes time and effort. You're trying to move quick. You're trying to showcase your best qualities okay. in a short amount of time. Uh -huh. You go on 15 to 20 dates in a single night, one after another. Uh -huh. And you got to think about it. The guys are competing for the different ladies that they decide to like. The ladies are competing for the different guys they've liked. The guys are competing for the different guys that they've liked. The ladies are competing for the different ladies they have liked. It's a giant cluster of competition. Yeah. Yes, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> you only have a few minutes to find out if you're compatible. Have you with done your speed dating? I have never done. I've speed never dating. done speed dating either. I've been at a location that they had a speed dating event, and it was uh -huh. the most fascinating people watching I have ever done in my entire life. Oh, yeah? Because you can tell when somebody's just, like, not interested, uh -huh. and then, yeah. the, like, somebody's like, oh, oh, like, super yeah. ecstatic, and the, 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 the person's just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. A little, a little too much for me there, man. Like, yeah, it's a, it's one of those elements of humanity that you forget exists. Like, yeah. this thing does happen where people do want to make these connections, and they want to make it in the most efficient way possible. And I, I guess also, if you're in the right mindset, it could be kind of fun, I guess. Um, but at the same time, it just seems awkward. Like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of one of those places where, similar to how you talked about, you might be able to meet, like, friends. 
or meet somebody that you have common interests with that you're like, maybe you don't end up finding love, but maybe you find somebody who's going to go play pickleball with you. Or <laughs> Why pickleball? Because that's the sport that I you enjoy gotta, playing. You bring it back to sports somehow and pickleball just came Maybe they on. go bowling. Bowling's a sport. Bowling, a lot of the activities right. that we do are sport. -like. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Is that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> yes, finally, I've done it. <laughs> But apparently, 964 people took place on a speed dating event in Dublin, Ireland Whoa. on Valentine's Day. What? 964 people. The they largest event ever for speed dating. You wouldn't even make it around to the same. Did they have to make it around? All right. So it's about 15 minutes. 964 times 15. No, wait. Three minutes. It was probably three minutes. There's no way. No, then there's What's no the way math? There. 964 times three? No, well, it'd be you have to divide in half because it's pairs, right? Oh, yeah. So, it'd be so like divide by two. 480. Times 60. It's 24 hours. <laughs> like exactly 24 hours. Yeah, by the end of it, you're just so exhausted. Like, I want some fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, apparently, I got some fucks to yeah, give. <laughs> all right, okay. Oh, <laughs> under, meet me under the table. <laughs> so at the end of the dates, obviously, you're trying to win them over and you're trying to give them something that they'll remember you by. What? Right? No. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> okay. dude. Oh, yeah. So yeah. give me your best pickup line. What? <laughs> your last thing that you're going to leave them off with being I've, like. If I was speed dating. Yeah. See, I've never given a pickup line in my life. Neither have I. Never once. Period. Uh, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got, man. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I'm him. <laughs> no, God, no. God, no. But Bubba is like a hint, like, you know, oh, uh, yeah. Bubba, yeah, Bubba. Yeah. No, God, no. No, Mark, it's don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that'd be horrifying. <laughs> man, yeah, no, I, I don't know what I would say. I've never been in this situation. I've never used a pickup line. Uh, I would probably just awkwardly shake their hand and be like, mm, see ya. <laughs> yeah, and then move on to the next one. Yeah, I have no clue what I'd say. I'd just be like, well, time's up. <laughs> I don't even know a single pickup line. I don't even have any in my head. I've got one for speed dating, I think. Oh, yeah? Okay, give it to me. If I could stop the timer, I would. That's not a pickup line. Yeah, that's, but it's that, a good thing. That's, that's, too, that's too heavy. That's too heavy. That's too much. All right. Well, maybe. they're not gonna. They're gonna be like, "Oh, I wish it would move faster." You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That Reject is... me harder, Mark. <laughs> oh my God! I don't like where this is going, guys. <laughs> all right. All right. The last bit before we get into the actual discussion of if we can qualify dating as a sport. Okay. Is all right. The Bachelor. The show. The show. Okay. So if dating is a sport, mm -hmm. one could argue that the Bachelor and Bachelorette is like the professional leagues of dating. You are competing. For a single person, you have a group of, and there's 37 different versions of Bachelor across the globe. What? 37 different versions. Holy crap. And 27 seasons have existed of the U.S. version. So even if you don't watch the show, most people have seen a clip or something of the show where somebody's given a rose or something like that. And so the entire premise of, of it is a group of ladies or a group of guys is competing for marriage of this person mm -hmm. throughout the entire season. And so it's between 25 and 30 men or women mm -hmm. that vie for the bachelorette or bachelor. And so every week there's a rose ceremony where they send people home. Mm -hmm. So in that time, in that week, they go on different dates. They do different activities. There's a lot of physical events. There's puzzles, different stuff. They actually have competitions to kind of showcase their personality and showcase whether they're capable of stuff. Things that generally the bachelor or bachelorette are passionate about. I've seen one where there was like a rodeo thing that they're trying to lasso a barrel. Mm. I've seen ones where they're just like they're trying to kick a soccer ball into a goal and stuff like that. Mm. And so there's competitions and you're not immune to being removed, but you yeah. win a date if you win that competition. Okay. And so basically there is a level of competition in it. People that yeah. generally get the most dates are the ones that are generally going to get to know the the person the most. Mm -hmm. And therefore, because of psychology, proximity is one of the biggest indicators of somebody becoming in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like if you sit next to a girl in class, the likelihood of you two becoming like a match mm -hmm. or actually dating increases by a, like a significant percentage. I oh, talked yeah. about this in psychology. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the show usually ends in a proposal, the winner of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Uh, and so it's very kind of sport-like. 
There's competitions within it. You're trying to win somebody over. Yeah, there's rules. There's rules. If uh-huh. you if you win, there's a prize. A prize. Yeah, because you get a ring. Some there's money that the bachelor and bachelorette kind of pays for some of the the stuff. Uh-huh. And so it's, it's and a you huge get thing. true love. It can happen. True love, definitely. That's the marketing. Just like the NFL. Just like the NFL. You get true love. You, you get, get to make out with yeah. that Lombardi trophy. Wow. That's disgusting. Yes. But, okay, so this is a good qualification for it being a sport, I guess. One of the other things about sports was that there's, well, hobbyists, which is you know, a normal thing. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, what do you want me to say? I'm not the authority here. No, it no. sounds like it's a sport. So we're going to get in the discussion because uh-huh. it's competitive. Uh-huh. There's rules within it, uh-huh. which usually involve laws, which is very important. To yes, know. very important. And, you know, there's different methods of going about it, but it's all within the same sort of game. It's it's the courtship game. It's the showcasing your best qualities. Or, and people train to look good. People train to develop skills for certain things. There's a level in which it makes sense that it is a sport mm-hmm. because it has the elements of sport. It's competitive. There's a prize. You're competing for different people in different aspects of things. So there's a level of a goal. There are rules and there are confines that you have to play the dating pool within. Mm-hmm. And that changes based on different cultures. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have different people that have more, better qualifications than others. You even have somewhat of a professional league in The Bachelor. The only thing that makes it not sport-like mm-hmm. Is that the person who decides the goal and the winner determinant mm-hmm. is varied so much between the different people that one would consider like the prize, the the love, the partner. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, there's no true qualifying winning. Mm-hmm. So the winning is based on each individual person mm-hmm. because they're deciding it based on who they, they find and enjoy the company of more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And that varies person to person dramatically. Yeah. But there is giant correlations that exist in like people that are funny, people that are more physically attractive, mm-hmm. um, which is very subjective, but there's a level in which the highest correlation to that is um, facial symmetry. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's levels in which there's things that add up to being the same kind of competition, but it does vary because personalities vary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so really, the competition stems from the idea that you are fending off other suitors for uh, the chance at dating, or you're competing to look the best in the person's eyes that you're pursuing. True, uh, but a lot of that seems to put it in a sphere where it's not entirely in the other person's decision-making process to be it. They're not in a competition with you. Right. Take this, for example, you or and I were like competing for someone to date, right? Mm-hmm. You and I are in a competition. That person is not in a competition with either of us. No. So it's really, when it comes down to calling dating a sport, it would have to be equal on both sides between the two parties involved for it to be an actual sport. Whereas I would definitely say matchmaking well, if we get into is like the league yeah, okay, yeah. of that sport. Whereas like dating itself as like a fundamental human experience, that's just an entirely different beast. But I mean, if you go into that, we're getting into judge sports. They would be the judge mm-hmm. and we would be the competitors. True. Yeah. And I would put that in the matchmaking. Like that's right. why that matchmaking does work. Because in those specific spheres where you've got speed dating and you've got The Bachelor and you've got Tinder, basically, I guess, mm-hmm. the making of the matches is competitive in all the ways we said. But that's not dating. Right. That's not the act of dating. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Dating is the going out with the person and mm-hmm. that part. Yeah. But there's a level of which if they're dating the two people, say one person is dating both of us. Sure. So, and this is before like, you know, you're committed or whatever. Right. The way the, this is hypothetical. In that way, my interaction with them mm-hmm. is in direct competition to your interaction with them. Mm-hmm. They're not happening at the same time. They could be. Yeah. But they're not always. Mm-hmm. And so there's a level in which it does make sense because that is the competition. Mm-hmm. Because when you're dating, before you're in a committed relationship, that is the competition part. Mm-hmm. Once you're in a committed relationship, you've won. True. Okay. I see. 
it, it's it's like those wavy soft lines that a lot of things. Yeah. The delineation between it. There are some people out there that definitely do date multiple people at once until they're in a committed relationship because they're still trying to find out and they're not tied down and that's in their decision to make those decisions. Um, As, and, th- and I think in full honesty, they just need to be communicative and forward about it. Be mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm seeing other people, but like if this works out, then mm-hmm. I'll yeah. stop. Or yeah. Something like that. And if that doesn't work for the other person, they could be like, ah, not good with me. Like, and there are some people that are just like, of course, I only date one person at a time and yeah. then if it doesn't work break it off and then go to someone else like to each their own so yeah it is it is kind of like pick your battles pick your sports you pick your tournaments you, your you, competitions yeah exactly and you might find yourself suddenly in a hunger games situation with 200 other dudes and you can walk away just like in squid game you know they had that chance to walk away but hey sometimes they just keep coming back anyway for another shot of the glory Yes. Or a date, you know, whatever. They want that golden cup of glory. It's not about you. I want to win the <laughs> cup of dating. I want I don't want to I don't want to date you. I want to beat all of them. Yeah. That that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um my my bad ex, the one that I had like just my bad ex. Mm-hmm. She once told me about a time that she was interested in somebody mm-hmm. because everybody else was interested in him mm-hmm. and wanted to win. Uh-huh. So then I was like, I'm better than them. Mm-hmm. So there's a level of like some people kind of have that mentality. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because uh, like humans just make games out of anything, right? Yeah. So if, they, if if there can be something with like that takes in that reward circuit pathway of win lose and lost states, some people do like only perceive their self value based on how others are put down around them. That mm-hmm. is just a, a thing. Some people are like that. It's not everyone, but it does happen, and that's it's not inherently wrong. It's morally questionable, but morals change from person to person. As part of just the general human experience, like we can look down on something or we can look up at something or we can think that other people who don't do that are crazy. You know, yeah. so it's all, it's all subjective, just like sport. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At IKEA, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the gray Strandom wing chair, was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. So, to answer our ultimate question here, mm-hmm. it's going to you. Me. Yes. Is dating Is dating a sport? Oh. <laughs> okay, let's let's look at the parameters, right? So, as as we discussed, once you're in a relationship, that better not be a sport. <laughs> yeah. You would hope that's not a sport. Yeah. We're talking about dating before you're in a committed relationship. Yeah. In the the pool of eligible dateable people of your particular interest or preference, or whatever have you, you are competing with others. You are. Whether you know it or not, because there is a choice, there is inherently needs to be reason for one choice to be picked versus another. It's it's either like unconscious attributes that you don't even have a chance to defend, or it's conscious attributes that they meet and discuss with the other person and then decide otherwise. There are definitely situations that most of us have been in where there has been someone else being for the attention of someone that we're interested in, and it's becomes a competition. So competition check mark? Check. Sporting chance. I'd say barring some extreme exceptions, I do believe in the expression there's someone out there for everyone. Mm-hmm. That being said, it does take a certain amount of work, just like with athletes, to put into yourself, to self-invest, to improve your ability to succeed in said competitive pools. So having skills and physical ability. Yeah. Not always a, physical, mental, but yeah, mental. But could that's be a why sport I have too. skills and then physical yeah. acume. So did we say chess was a sport or not? I think it chess. technically, according to the Olympic Committee, is it is a sport. It will never be an Olympic competition, but it is registered as a sport. I would argue it's not a sport, but 
It's officially called a sport. Yeah, but either way, it's like it's mental, it's physical. I mean, so long as we have physical bodies, it's going to have some physical aspect to it, right? So check out tier number two for sport. What are the tiers? I don't even know what the so tiers are. So we have competition. Competition. We yeah. have skills or physical ability mm -hmm. that's required. So that's yeah. a check mark. Okay. The other one you said sporting chance. Mm -hmm. So there's a chance for you. Give, yeah, given that there are now 8 billion people on earth. And, and, but that proximity thing you said was interesting because it's like, yeah, how does one person get across the world to meet all 8 billion? It's impossible. But that does bode well for there being a chance depending on where you set your sights. I feel like I give this a half check mark and not uh, a full check mark because you may have a sporting chance in general, mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily always have a sporting chance with the person you're pursuing. Right, right. Because yeah. you just you just might not align. Or yeah, or you're, or they're just not attracted. They're not into you. Like yeah, or you're like reaching beyond your what's it called? They're out of your league. Sport reference. They're out of your league. So wow. I give it I give it a half check mark because there's there's mentalities in which I think everybody has a chance. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of whether whether it's about the person or if it's you know if you're pursuing somebody that you don't know mm -hmm. because it's like if I'm going after somebody like to throw it out there just like Anna Kendrick. I don't know her. I know nothing about her. I know her public image and stuff like that. So in that sense, I don't have a sporting chance because I'm not even in the game. I'm not even in in competition or in that category. I'm unknown. Yeah. Not saying that I would go after Anna Kendrick or anything like that. It's just a matter of the fact that like if that's who I think is who I'm vying for, mm -hmm. I'm not really even in the game. But if I am vying for somebody like somebody I know... I would argue there is a sporting chance for everybody if you actually have the knowledge and kind of a relationship and connection with them. All right, let's. There's actually a calculator for this. Oh, really? <laughs> Did you know this? It's really biased. It's probably not factual. I have no idea where it comes from. But give me an age range of what you would consider dateable. An age range for what I would consider dateable. I mean that that varies. It's like maturity, but 25 to 30. 38. 38. Okay. 25 to 38. That's actually pretty close to where I had. Uh, exclude married couples. Yes. I'm assuming. Exclude mothers. It'd have to be the right person. At my current position, I would say yes, but I'm also not completely opposed. Yeah, it would change. I'll say exclude for now. Race preference? No. Any. Uh, height preference? Preferably shorter than me. Okay. You are 6'1. Six six one. One. So let's just say 6 to 4'11. Keep a wide range. Yeah. You never no know. Uh, minimum income. I have no preference. No preference. They could make nothing. I want them to be financially independent. So I guess for LA, that's like 60K is the minimum. 60K minimum. Okay. All right. Because that's one of those things where, you know, I don't want to have to, oh, they're just needing money from me here and there. You know, I like mm -hmm. financially independent. I, I like strong, independent women. Okay. 60K a year annual income. Uh, four eleven to six foot. Any race, twenty five to thirty eight, excluding married and mothers. Find out what are the odds of you finding someone like this Small in the U S. In the yeah. U S. Three point eight. Yeah, percent percentage chance. Your standards were not low uh, by my guesstimation. Yeah, by yours. Yeah, your standards were very reasonable. Any ethnicity, four eleven to six feet tall, twenty five to thirty eight, which is a, a pretty wide range. Mm -hmm. Maybe because of the their, finances, the finances might have done that. Let me let me actually go lower back. it to like thirty k. Going down to thirty k, eight point five percent chance of meeting someone. Seriously, yes, that's nuts. Let me uh, let me include single mothers. Yeah, twenty percent. You go eight to twenty. Sounds like there's a lot of single mothers out there that aren't married. Mm -hmm. Which nothing against that. It's just. Yeah. How life ended up working out. Yeah, but that's just the U.S. So the rest of the world, there's so many other options. But either way, it's like that's a stupid calculator. I don't like it anyway. And it's it's it puts a it puts this negative bias on like people's expectations when it's really just like dating shouldn't be a numbers game. It should be just going out and finding someone and yeah, finding connections, human connections in general outside of dating are super important. Yeah, um, finding people that you have similar interests in and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think that there is still a chance for most people out there if there was no chance right for a lot of people out there that'd be a really depressing thing to think about and some people may feel that way and i don't want to encourage that mindset no and i i, I want people to know that there's there's all you can find so many people with similar interests and even if it's not like because there's different forms of love and different things like that and i mm -hmm. talk about this on valentine's day all the time but if you're looking for romantic love i i really do feel like that you, you can find somebody yeah. You put yourself out there, you be you, and you 
you just introduce yourself and meet people, mm. you'll find somebody that you vibe with. And also like with me and my history, me being me took me discovering what the best version of me was. Right. It took a lot of self improvement, inward thinking, looking at who I was as objectively as possible and discovering new parts of myself that I never knew was there and honing other parts of myself I didn't know was there. Thankfully, I'm not in the dating world, which is I'm really glad that I'm not because the more I hear about it these days, uh, the more it sounds like a horrible, depressing thing, a cycle of disappointment for all those single folks out there. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I'm trying to be as nice <laughs> as I can. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't remember what my point was. Uh, I mean, we're still going down the list of sport. Right, We've right. got competition. Mm -hmm. Sporting chance was like a half check mark. Yeah, yeah. We had skills, skills attributes, physical, like physical mental. ability. Rules. We talked rules. about those. Rules was, was a rules. check. Yes. I mean, by those qualifications, those were the key parts that we talked about. I mean, is it fun? I mean, shouldn't that be a big part it of It can be is fun. That... Some people find it fun. Some people find it awful. I mean, it depends on experiences, right? Doesn't sport have to be a pastime that you're supposed to relax from or no. de-stress? Really? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think to a lot okay. of degrees it kind of qualifies. It is fun because when you quote unquote win yeah. and you find that match, there's very few things that are more fun in my world. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. It really... That that's the crazy part is it kind of that's matches all of the things. I don't want to say yes. I don't know why, but I don't want to say yes. But in a way, and I'm only making this concession for the certain aspects of like highly competitive dating pools, like dating around, yeah. um, hunting for the right match, trying to really improve yourself and go out there. And you're not um, like winning people like you win a trophy. It's right. completely different. Although there are some people that do that, you know, that's true. Uh, they, they only get in relationships for the status of it. And that's their decision to do and we all have free will, but I don't want to say it. And as not the master of sports in holes, this is a totally different qualification in here on this subject matter. But I think I got to say, yeah, it sounds like a sport. So the one thing that makes me say it's not okay, officially well, a sport. Why would you lead me because to the I watering to. hole? I wanted to. You basically held my hand so you could say, look at the rabbit's mark and then with so. the shotgun behind my head. All right, fine. How's it not? It's sport-like. And the reason I say it's not officially a sport uh, is because the qualifications for winning vary way too much. They're indeterminate. Mm -hmm. You cannot objectively look at one group of people going after one person and another group of people going after another person and having the same criteria matter to the same degree to both of these people that then determine who wins. So the biggest thing when you look at sports is they have to be repeatable in the sense of coming to a conclusion based on the similar terms. In football, you win because you scored more points. In basketball, you win because you scored more points. The way you score points are confined. It's a three-pointer, it's a two-pointer in basketball. It's a touchdown or a field goal or an extra point or a safety in football. But those points are different. There are different features that different people look for. And therefore, each time a person judges, the qualifications to win are different. And that's what makes it not a sport. Well, that's egg on my face. <laughs> the master of balls and holes has spoken, and uh, somehow his master's degree applies to even this subject. Who knew? I just thought this would be something really fun <laughs> to talk about for Valentine's Day because it's, it's very interesting how much dating aligns with sport. I mean, I guess you're right, but also no. What, what's the? Con I don't even know what the conclusion. The conclusion is, is <laughs> this was fun. All right, fair enough. Well, if you guys had fun, let us know uh, what you think of whether we're right or wrong, or which one of us is right, which one is wrong. Your good competition in love and life and dating stories on the subreddit, reddit.com/r/gmfst. Also, I hope you all have a fantabulous valentine's day um remember there are many forms of love you don't have to have a romantic partner to enjoy the day celebrate how you would choose to celebrate and uh recognize that there's somebody out there whether they're a friend or something like that it's just a day made up by companies that want to sell another holiday after christmas because it's there's true. a void of holidays in this time so they needed something to capitalize on and get people to sell and go out to dinner so they made up valentine's day it's all bullshit you don't even need to play a part of it at all yes 
But chocolate is delicious, and you know what's great? After Valentine's Day, it's discounted. You're right about that. I can't eat it, though. I am on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Be sure to follow the podcast for more episodes in a crushingly detailed news uh, and really up to the date on the sport world. No, <laughs> Finger on the pulse. That's where we are. Uh, Tyler? You took the words right out of my mouth. But go check out the merch. It's store.gmfst.com. We'll have new stuff up there soon. And in fact, we have Valentine's Day cards just for you. Wow, that's really something. Why don't you finger sports so that you can tell someone that you love that you finger sports just as much as they do. You finger sports good. You finger sports good. Bye-bye.